Well, let's get ready to get into the word. Of course, we're excited about the word. I want you to get a Bible in your hand. Come on, get some word in your hand. And you know what? If you can stand, I want you to stand right where you are right now. If you can stand, I want you to stand right there in your pajamas. I still want you to stand. Come on, stand up. Let's honor this word. I don't always do this, but today I got an unction. Come on, stand up and let's represent this word today. Amen. Get a Bible in your hand. Repeat after the man of God. I hold in my hand the Bible. It is the living word of God. It is the sword of the spirit. In this book are my promises. In this book is my power. In this book is my potential. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I am a believer, not a doubter. I am a hearer and a doer of the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm ready for this word. I will not be distracted. No, look around the room and tell somebody, "Mm -mm." I will not be distracted. I'm ready for this word. My life will be changed. Never, ever, 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 ever to be the same in Jesus name. If you agree, say amen. Hallelujah. Go go with me to Ephesians chapter one. Go with me to Ephesians chapter one. Got to do some teaching today. It's going to be some precept upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. And I'm going to do my best not just to yell at you. I'm going to do my best to try to do some teaching today. But the subject matter is on the Holy Ghost. And anytime I talk about the Holy Ghost, I get a little animated. Well, anytime I talk about God, I get a little animated, too. Well, anytime I talk about Jesus, I get a little animated, too. And anytime I talk about anything that's connected to the word of God, I I get a little animated. So I'm going to do my best (laughs) to work through this moment with you. But we're going to get this word today. And if I haven't told you, house, I love you. Amen. All right. Let's get into this word. Ephesians chapter one. uh, Let's pick up at verse 13. I'm going to read from the King James version in verse 13 and stay with me because there are other paraphrases and transliterations that I may introduce to you today. But whatever translation you're using, whatever version, transliteration, paraphrase that you're holding right now, if I'm reading it and it reads different than what you're reading, stay with me. We will all land on the same revelation. Okay, stay with me. All right, Ephesians chapter one, King James Version. I'm at verse 13. In whom you also trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after that, you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. There is so much to unpack in this verse. Let me read it to you again. In whom also you trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Hold on to this last phrase. We're going to really deal with it today. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. I want to talk today about sealed and spirit filled. 
Say it. Sealed and spirit-filled. Say it again. Sealed and spirit-filled. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. All right. Ephesians chapter one and verse 13, sealed and spirit-filled. Be mindful of this. The book of Ephesians is the epistle of spiritual potential. If that's not in your notes, you need to get that. The book of Ephesians, the letter, the epistle, it is the epistle of spiritual potential. The key verse, I believe, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, sums up the context of what Paul really wants the Ephesians to embrace. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think according to the power that works in you. The apostle Paul has told the Ephesians and he'll tell them in every chapter that they live with untapped spiritual potential. One of the great themes that will go through the book of Ephesians is the role and the relationship of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. The reason that is so important is because our spiritual potential comes from the role and the relationship of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Ephesians 3 and 20 once again. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Every believer who is spirit filled has a power at work in you. And the apostle Paul says the power that works in you is full of potential. You have untapped power. In fact, the apostle Paul says the kind of power that you have access to will do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Anything that is volitional or anything that is rational, the apostle Paul says there is a spiritual potential that rises above it. Volitional, what you can ask for. Are you here? Then he says what you can think. That has everything to do with the cerebral. It has everything to do with what you are thinking. It has everything to do with being rational. And here's what Paul says. Paul says that God has placed a power within every believer that can rise above your will and that can rise above your mindset. He can literally blow your mind. Everything that that frames in the volitional, everything that is in what you want, everything that is in what you could possibly ask, the Lord says he can exceed it. Anything that you can think about, anything that you can rationalize, anything that you could bring your thought process to, Paul says that the Holy Spirit down on the inside of you can rise above whatever you're asking, can rise above whatever you're 
your thinking can do exceeding abundantly above all of that. And how is it happening? Because of the power that is down on the inside of you because of the potential that you have as a believer. I want you right now to announce I have potential. I need you right now to announce out of your own mouth, I have potential. I need you to say it like you really understand what I'm trying to get you to say. I have potential down on the inside of you. You have a power that is working and the power that is working down on the inside of you can do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. The book of Ephesians, the letter, the epistle is the epistle of spiritual potential. And the apostle Paul brings Ephesians into this revelation beginning in chapter one, chapter three, verse 20 is a crescendo of truth that has already been put in context in chapters one, two, and three. By the time you get to Ephesians three and 20, Paul is praising God for the priceless truths that he has already established for the believer. He's already announced to us that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're full of spiritual potential. He tells us that we've been accepted into the beloved. We are full of spiritual potential. He tells us that God has been thinking about us before the foundation of the world that we should be to the praise of the glory of his grace. We are filled with spiritual potential. Now here is where the apostle Paul lands in Ephesians chapter one and verse 13 in that context, understanding that the apostle Paul is pushing the theme of spiritual potential. Listen to Ephesians one and 13 in whom also you trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. What Paul is saying is here, this believers you've been brought in. You're saved. And here is how it all happened. You trusted the word of truth. Yes. Say yes. You trusted the word of truth. What is the word of truth? I'm in Ephesians 1:13. The gospel of your salvation. The good news of what God has done through the grace of his son to save you. That's the word of truth. The word of truth is the word of grace and the word of grace is that God has done something for you that you did not deserve. The grace, the gospel, the good news of your salvation is that God sent his son into this world and Jesus came into this world as savior. He was a sinless savior. He took upon all of the sins and punishment that should have gone on us. He satisfied all of the justice, the standards and the requirements of God's righteousness and then attributed those credits onto our lives calls us now the righteousness of God in him. And then early Sunday morning after crucifixion, Jesus is raised from the dead and is now both Lord and Christ. You believed the word of truth. You believed the gospel and it was through the gospel that you got saved. Somebody say yes. 
It is the word of truth. What is the word of truth? It's the gospel, the good news of your salvation. Now listen to this because he's about to shift in the verse. I'm in Ephesians chapter one and verse 13. Watch this. You trusted after you heard the word of truth. What was the word of truth? The gospel of your salvation. Somebody say I'm saved. Somebody say I'm saved. Somebody say I'm saved. Glory to God. How you know you're saved? I trusted the word of truth. How do you know you're saved? I totally depend on the gospel of salvation. I have nothing else. If what God did on the cross through Jesus doesn't work, I don't have a backup plan. If the resurrection is not enough to get me from earth to glory, I guess I don't have a hope or a prayer. I fully depend, fully lean on and stretch out on the finished work of the gospel. And that is the gospel of my salvation. I'm saved. I've trusted the word of truth. I'm saved. I believe in the gospel of salvation. I am saved. Now watch the verse. I'm in Ephesians chapter one and verse 13 in whom also. Now I need somebody to shout also post it and put an exclamation point there. Also, you didn't do it. I need you right now to shout and post also. He says in whom also, wait a minute. You mean there's an also after I get saved? Wait a minute. Nobody told me about also. I thought all I was supposed to do was trust the word, walk down the aisle, receive the gospel of my salvation, shake the preacher's hand, get the right fellowship from the deacons, and then head on to the choir stand, or head on to the usher board. <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> no, somebody say also. After I trust, also. After I believe, also. After I embrace the gospel, after I'm saved, there's a what? Say it, also. They didn't tell us about the also. How did we grow up in church and did not get a revelation of the also? Because all we were told was get saved. The apostle Paul says, no, there is an also connected to your salvation. I need to calm down. There is an also connected to your salvation. Look at Ephesians 1.13. In whom also? Also, the same trusting, the same hearing, the same gospel in whom also after that you believed, after that you got saved, what? You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Paul knew about the Ephesians experience. Read Acts 19 when you get a chance. Paul met some Baptist preachers in the city of Ephesus in Acts chapter 19. And he asked them about their seminary training. He asked them about their mentorship. He asked them about their degrees and their theological prowess. And here's what they told him. All we know is the Baptist doctrine and the Baptist dogma because all we know is the baptism of John. 
And Paul says, okay, um, what about the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said, we have not even heard if there be such a thing as the Holy Ghost. And Paul introduces them to the gospel of their salvation. He introduces them not simply to the word of truth. He introduces them not simply to the gospel of salvation because they knew about Jesus. What they did not know is about the also Woo, somebody shout also. They didn't have the also. They were saved, but didn't have the also. I'm talking to somebody right now, and you're trying to figure out why I act the way I act about the things I act the way I act about. And I'm telling you, it's the also. Because I know what it is to preach and minister without the also. I know what it is to do your best to try to live holy without the also. I know what it is to try to put a guard on your mouth without the also. I know what it is to try to preach a powerful message without the also. Paul says you don't just have the word of truth. You haven't just believed. You haven't just trusted. But now that you have heard, now that you have trusted, now that you have believed, now that you have embrace now that you stretched out on the gospel of Jesus Christ let's move you into full potential you need to connect to the also there's an also there is an also I know you're saved but you need to get anointed with the also and what is the also <laughs> here's the also sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise Somebody say sealed. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. After I get saved, I need to be, say it, sealed. It's not the same as saved. Sealed happens subsequent to salvation. Where are you getting this from? Ephesians 1.13. Did you read it? Also, after you've trusted, after you've believed, after you received the gospel of salvation, also. The sealing doesn't happen until after the saving. You have to be born again if you ever want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have to be formed in grace if you want to be filled in the Holy Ghost. It happens subsequent to salvation. After you got saved, after you got delivered, after you were redeemed, after you got reconciled, after you were justified, after you were washed, after you were redeemed, after your name was written in the Lamb's book of life. Now we need to get you sealed, saved and sealed. And what is sealed? Sealed is spirit filled. Now I know what they told you. And you now know they were wrong because <laughs> they told you that when you got saved in the moment that you got saved, you got all that God was ever going to do for you. It's not true. What you received was an opening for your also. If I mm, calm down now that you are saved, you have access to the also. I need somebody to say access to the also. I need somebody to say access to the also. I need somebody right now to say access to the also. What does salvation give you? Access to the also.
Is there some more that God has for you after you get saved? Yes. What is it called? It's called also. Also, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, let me tell you what the word sealed means. It simply means to be marked upon. To be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise is to be marked upon by the Holy Spirit. After you get saved, you get marked. You know what being saved is? Being saved is being made. I'm made in salvation. I'm marked in my sealing. When I got saved, I got made. Yes. When I was saved, I was made. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You've been made. Salvation is made. But now that you've been made, Paul says you also can be marked. And what is the marking? The marking is the promise of the Holy Spirit. And if you are marked by the Holy Spirit, it means that the Holy Spirit has now come up on you. When you got saved, Jesus came into you. When you were saved, listen. You received the spirit of Jesus. When we say, Lord Jesus, step out of heaven and step into our hearts, we're receiving the spirit of Jesus. It is the indwelling of his spirit. But after the indwelling, after we've been made, then we are to be sealed and we are to be sealed by an experience with the Holy Spirit. If you have trusted in the gospel, if you believed in the gospel, there is something else for you. There's an also. You now need to accept the sealing of the Holy Spirit. You can be sealed and you can be sealed today. I know you're saved. I came to preach to save people today. And now that you are saved, let's get you sealed. What does it look like? Stay with me. Go with me down to... Uh, Hebrews chapter six. Let me show you something. Hebrews chapter six. Hebrews chapter six. Hebrews chapter six. This is the Hebrew writer describing what happens in the life of the believer. This is the believer who has been saved and sealed. Now listen, I'm not going to get into the doctrinal intricacies of Hebrews chapter six, because it would take me a day to teach it. I'm not going to do it. Not right now. But suffice it to say that in this context of Hebrews chapter six, verse four and five, we're getting a description from the Hebrew writer what it looks like when a believer is saved and sealed. I'm in Hebrews chapter six. Look at verse four. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers 
of the world to come. Here is the Hebrew writer saying, this is the condition of someone who is saved. Someone is saved has been once enlightened. You heard the gospel and have tasted of the heavenly gift. You received and digested the gospel and were made partakers of the Holy Spirit. Now the very nature of the life of Christ is down on the inside of you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives on the inside of you. You are a partaker of the Holy Ghost. That means that you and Jesus share the same nature. Look at verse five. I'm in Hebrew six and have tasted the good word of God. That's how you got saved. You tasted the good word of God. But watch this. You tasted the good word of God. But this is after salvation. There was some teaching that came after your salvation. Listen, watch verse four. You were enlightened. That brought you in. You tasted of the heavenly gift. That was digestion. You were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. You now have a oneness. It's the very nature of Jesus. You're in the body of Christ. But notice this. And after that, and have tasted the good word of God. Simply meaning that after you were saved, you kept learning. After you were saved, you stayed in the word. After you were saved, you got more revelation. After you were saved, you got it precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. The good word of God. That's the taught word of God. Now watch this. And... And not only have you tasted the good word of God and... Here's something else you've tasted if you are saved and sealed and you've tasted the powers of the world to come. I got to stop. I got to get close to my stopping. Listen, we're getting ready to land. I, I need all the flight attendants to go ahead and uh, buckle up, get, get, get in your seats. We, we're going to get we're getting ready to land. Watch this. The Hebrew writer says, if you've been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, you have tasted the powers of the world to come. Please get this in your notes. The Holy Spirit up on is the seal of God's power. The Holy Spirit up on is the seal of God's power. There are powers that are beyond this world. And if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit will give you access to powers that are beyond this world. Mm. When you lay hands on someone who is sick and they recover, that's a power beyond this world. When you pray for somebody and they return to God, that's a power beyond this world. When you can speak a word and someone comes under conviction and they bow their heart and repent and give their life to Jesus, that's a power that's beyond this world. The Bible says because you are saved and because you are sealed, you've tasted the powers of the world to come in another world. In a world where Jesus reigns. 
in a world where God gets exactly what he wants in the world where the word of God is forever settled in that world to come. In the world where he will reign on this earth for a thousand years, in the world that is to come, you already have a taste of that power. Every time you have an unction on your life, you have a taste of that power. Every time you pray and release angels, that's a taste of that power. You have access to power that is beyond this world. It is your spiritual potential. The Hebrew writer says that we've tasted of the powers of the world to come. So that means that the Holy Spirit upon me is the seal of God's power. Why do I need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Why do I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Why do I need the upper room thing? Why do you want me to have the same experience that they had in Acts chapter 2, that they had in Acts chapter 8, that they had in Acts chapter 9, that they had in Acts chapter 10, that they had in Acts chapter 19? Why do you want us to have the same experience that we read about when the day of Pentecost came, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Why do you want that for us? Because when you have that power, it marks your life. You've already been made. We know you're made, you're saved, but we need to get you marked because the power that you should be having and operating and experiencing, you haven't tasted it yet. We want you to taste it. That's why you got to open your mouth to get it. You got to taste it. We want you to taste the powers of the world to come. That's the sealing of the Holy Spirit. I'm stopping here. Only because I got to. But get this. It's important. I, I, I'm just stopping here just because I'm stopping. <laughs> but get this, please. The evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is dunamis. The evidence of being filled, baptized, immersed, submerged in the power of the Holy Spirit is you began to operate in dunamis. Miracle working power. Life altering power. Force of change power, rearranging power, reordering power, power that produces power, that accomplishes power, that achieves. Hear me. Speaking in tongues is not the evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, there he go with all of that. I thought he was closing. I said speaking in tongues is not the evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Tongues is a sign. Tongues is a gift. Tongues is a manifestation. That's all you've ever seen in scripture. Tongues is a gift. Tongues is a sign. Tongues is a manifestation. It is not an evidence. The evidence is the power. The same power that Jesus operated with is now the same power that should flow through the body and we are his body. Jesus was born of the spirit. He was baptized in the spirit and the evidence that Jesus had the Holy Ghost is that he had power. Acts 10 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with the Holy Ghost and power. There's the evidence. Who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Power is the evidence. And you shall receive. I need a Bible reader. Acts 1 and 8. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What's the evidence that the Holy Ghost has come upon me? I have power. And Jesus returned and the power of the Holy Spirit. What's the evidence that he had the Holy Spirit? He had the power. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. He had the power. It's dunamis, y'all. It's ability beyond your ability. It's you tapping into your spiritual potential. We know you're saved, but you got to get sealed and you got to get spirit filled. And the mark on your life is the dunamis. The evidence that you've been baptized and filled with the blessed Holy Ghost. The evidence that what happened to you is the same thing that happened to those 120 in the upper room. Is that now you have the same power. You can go about doing good and you can heal those that are oppressed of the devil because the evidence of God's power is upon you. God was with him. How was God with Jesus? God was with Jesus by the power. God was with Jesus and Jesus was marked and he was marked with the dunamis power of God. If right now you're hungry and thirsty, for an experience with the Holy Spirit perhaps you've never had before. And maybe you've heard this before or some version of this, but today you're coming to turn with the fact, I need the power. I know I'm saved, but it's not supposed to be this hard to live saved. I need the power. I know I'm saved, but I can only pray in English. And when I run out of English, I have nowhere else to go in my prayer language. You need the power. I can't cast out a devil. I'm scared of devils. I'm scared of the dark. I, I have to sleep with the lights on. You need the power. My children and my grandchildren are not living for God. And I don't know what to do with them. I'm saved, but I'm not having any impact on their life. You need the power. There are powers available to you that are beyond this world. They're in the world to come. And you can seize on those powers because the Holy Spirit has power available to you. It's working. It works. And it can do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. I promise you, people of God, you have no other access to any other greater power. It's the Holy Spirit. So right now, lift those hands. And for believers right now who want to say yes to the Holy Spirit in a new way, you want the Holy Spirit like you've never had him before. You know you're saved, but today you have found out there is an also, and you want the also, you want to be sealed. Oh, right now, come on, lift those hands high. Father, we give you praise. Come on, people of God, just start there. 
Father, we worship you. We honor you. We give you thanks for the anointed also. We praise you for the addition to salvation. We receive the seal. Mark us now with the power of the Holy Ghost. May it be evident upon our lives that we live and operate in the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, now immerse a believer into the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, we praise you. Glory to your name. Immerse another believer into the Holy Ghost. Submerge us into the life and the power of your son. Lord Jesus, we honor you as a baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Bring to life the promise of the Father. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh. Let our sons and daughters prophesy. Do something in the old men. Do something in the young men. Do something in the handmaidens. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh now. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Come on, people of God. Worship him. We're there. We're there. We're in his presence. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you. Come on. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Receive. Hallelujah. Receive. Inhale the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We bless you. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Ooh, blessed people of God. Ooh, I wish you were standing where I'm standing now. Glory to God. The presence of the Lord is with us. Somebody just came through. Come on, you just got your prayer language. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody just received the blessed power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. People of God, I want you right now to reach out. If you don't want to come through info at instahope.org, just post something right now. I prayed and I received. I received, I received, I received. And I will teach you later <laughs> why speaking in tongues is a whole part of this process. It is. It's a blessed gift that comes with the Holy Ghost, but it's not the evidence. It's a sign. It's a gift. It's a manifestation. It's not the evidence. The evidence is you have the power. You have the power now to live the Christ life. You haven't just been formed. You've been filled. You haven't just been made. You've been marked. You're not just saved. You are sealed and spirit filled come on give the lord a praise right where you are glory to god glory to god glory to god if you have not prayed and received the lord jesus as your savior don't leave this telecast until you say yes to jesus if you are right now saying yes to jesus just lift your hands where you are and say yes jesus <laughs> yes jesus yes jesus and if you're saying yes to jesus we have information resources for you we want to see you live the life that the lord called you to live there is so much more for you beyond your salvation you are filled with
is spiritual potential. And we want to see you receive the exceeding, the abundantly, the above all that you can ask or think. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I praise the Lord for the saints that are filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't forget, obey God in your giving. You just came through. You just came in late. <laughs> you came to church late. Go ahead. We're still receiving the Lord's tithes, offerings, and first fruits. So come around and give to the Lord. You received a word today. Maybe it wasn't the word you were expecting, but oh, I believe it was the word that you needed. I believe it's the word that's going to draw you closer into Pentecost. I want you fully prepared for Pentecost. Don't forget tonight, be with us 6.33 p.m. I'm going to begin to do a brief teaching on tonight, Monday night, Tuesday night. We are on the house call. We are in the 10 days of the upper room experience already been posted. Some more information will be shared with you, but you don't want to miss. You want to be a part of what the Lord is going to do in the upper room experience. And I'm going to take the first, well, this just these nights, not the first night. So we started on Thursday night, but on Sunday tonight, Monday night and then Tuesday night we will be simulcasting here on Facebook Live also through our use, uh, YouTube streaming. And then, of course, we're going to simulcast on the house call because we are in the 10 days of the upper room experience. So I want to bless and praise God for each and every one of you. I look forward to seeing what the Lord is going to do in us and through us and with us this evening. Okay. So people of God, again, do what the Lord's called you to do. If you said yes to Jesus, if you said yes to the Holy spirit, reach out to us. We love, we pray, we connect, we serve. This is your house pastor, Bishop this is your house pastor. Did I say that? I guess not. I am your house pastor. <laughs> this, this is your prayer pastor. And I do pastor the house of prayer. Everywhere. I just never said that before like that. Amen. So this is your prayer pastor, Bishop Sean Till. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the house telecast.